Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David and with me are the NCP crew, Richo. My coffee cup says that I am outstanding in the field. I think there's a message for everybody in that. <laughs> uh, Luke. Coming for the field, it's cold. <laughs> Luke's want... coffee cup says pow. Yeah, so pow yeah. to you out in the field. Cut All right. Uh, Crystal. My coffee cup's just green. I don't even have a coffee cup. I've got a, I've got a Jar Jar Binks glass <laughs> with water in it. Yeah, I, I think that says something about you I as well. I'm handing out subliminal messages. Uh, today we've actually also got a special guest with us. That's Billy from the Death Rocket Podcast. I'm drinking from the Felix the Cat tumbler. I'm not sure what that says about me. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. He's a wonderful, wonderful cat. He is a wonderful cat. <laughs> and he has a magic bag as well. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode, Billy. It's awesome. Happy to be here. That's cool. So I, uh, I know Billy uh, more than the rest of the crew do. I know Billy through the Death Rocket podcast, which is uh, a sci-fi horror podcast that he does with Mandy. I met and, Billy. Yeah, and uh, tweeting back and forth on Twitter. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Uh, so for this uh, episode, we're going to be covering all things alien. Uh, not the little green men. I'm actually, we're actually referring to H.R. Uh, Geiger's nightmarish creations of the Xenomorphs. What? You tricked me. I did, so <laughs> I thought this would be about the old GMs. And they just they recently just cla- they recently just admitted that Area 51 really exists. Of course I'm pro- it really I'm... exists. It doesn't mean there were actual aliens. <laughs> I know. They, they didn't say that. I just <laughs> want to point out, I broke into Area 51 just for this podcast, and now I'm let down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, know actually gonna... that, I know someone that actually like visited the outskirts of it. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Did they say yeah. anything interesting, or was it just a fence? <laughs> It's a big. There is a big fence, and you can't go past this point. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you get shot on premise. <laughs> you have to be so tall to go past the point. Yeah. Yes. And that's uh, that's that's suffering for your for your selfie, isn't it? When you get shot. <laughs> suffering for your selfie. I got shot at Area Fifty One. <laughs> you get it, you get it on a t shirt. Yeah. We are actually talking about the Alien Legacy and the Alien vs Predator films. Um, oh. So, but just before we get into it, just a quick a quick quiz for everybody. What is the connection between the alien universe and the number 57? It used to be my house number. But that doesn't really connect to the alien universe. <laughs> Unless there's something you're not telling us. Because it is episode 57, so I tried to find something that would connect it in some ways. The alien universe, number 57, right? Anybody? 57 reasons not to watch Alien. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Now, this is one of those things. This is this is like a QI thing where we're yeah. just not going to have any idea okay. at all. It's how many years Ripley was in suspended animation for. Oh. Nerd! <laughs> 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 we are called, hang on, nerd, hang we are called on. nerd culture. I stole, I stole Waldo's, I stole David's uh, nerd credentials a few episodes ago. <laughs> now I'm giving it back to him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, the Alien Legacy. First one, of course, is Alien. Alien one. Alien. No, it's just called Alien. It's in the singular. As in, there's only one. <laughs> one alien. <laughs> oh no, no more. Alien was released 1979, directed by Ridley Scott, uh, written by Dan O'Bannon, uh, Ronald Shushit, Shushit. Uh, stars Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, Yafit Koto, and the dude with the unpronounceable name that played the alien. <laughs> Balaji Badaji Badajo, sorry. Where's the we're all gonna die guy? No, that's, that's the aliens. Second. That's yeah, that's aliens. Mm. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, there's, I mean, there's so much. We do a whole episode just on alien itself. Let's face it, but we're mm. not going to. Um, it's, it, the basic plot is uh, a mining crew are in suspended animation. They get woken up by a distress signal, uh, which they go to investigate. One of them gets infected. An alien emerges. And kills all of them except for Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And the cat. <laughs> the cat survives Don't as well. Don't pick on Jonesy. I love picking on Jonesy. He appears in World of Warcraft. It's awesome. <laughs> 1979 first came out. It was a massive, massive success. And uh, it's spawned... Well, at the time it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, I like your use of words. Spawned. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you see what um, he did there? Nobody else on yeah. the show says they don't like like it when I do stuff. They just pick on me. 
um, you should point out um, that part of the reason for its success was it was actually coming off the tail of Star Wars. So yeah. um, all the anything that was space related was um, a bit of a hit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it currently has a, a meta score of eighty three out of a hundred, hmm. um, which is uh, pretty cool, and I agree. So, anybody got any thoughts on Alien? I remember reading that it was pitched as Jaws in space. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. was originally um, actually written under the title Star Beast by yeah. Dan O'Bannon. Um, and it was from uh, the uh, from <clears throat> his original script was more of a, it was, the big great horror elements were more prevalent before Ridley Scott came on and streamlined it and tried to make it more atmospheric. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about the production is that for you know H.R. Geiger and Dan O'Bannon were actually meant to work. The reason why they this got up was because June, which they were both working on, Dan O'Bannon was you know doing special effects and I think also maybe involved in the scripting. Um, and H.R. Geiger was certainly involved in production design. Were involved in Alejandro Jodorowsky's proposed June film, yeah. but that fell through. And so that and a couple of others who I can't remember um, went to work on this instead. Yeah. So we get this at the expense of what could have been a very strange-looking June film. <laughs> it would have been wacky. Um, wacky. <laughs> um, which I've always, always, always found interesting. Um, but I, the, the real strength of this, I think, is actually really Scott. So it's the perfect Death Rocket um, podcast film. It's actually a horror science fiction film. Yeah. And yes. it is actually scary. Yes. Very. Yeah. I only saw the first part of this film, and then I saw it as a as a small child. You'll understand why I never watched it ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I contest. Yes, it is very. Well, it's given us uh, one of the truly great moments in uh, horror films, which is, of course, the exploding alien coming out of the stomach. What kind of parents lets a small child watch? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it, but now that they're my step-parents, I didn't want to say anything. Um, probably the, small, the same parents who went, it's space, Star Wars, was, was Star Wars and Star Trek were set in space, it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just clarify that it's parents-in-law. If you're step-parents, that means you're my... Oh, well, whatever. I don't want to, really. <laughs> don't want to go there. I got it wrong. Uh, but yeah, but that, 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 uh, that birth sequence is yeah. unbelievable. And of course, the classic tagline in space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. Which uh, has been the other thing that's really sort of permeated in popular culture as well. My, my favourite bit about that uh, the John Hurt sort of alien exploding scene is uh, Veronica Cartwright saying that uh, they didn't warn anybody what was going to happen. <laughs> Nobody was holding anything in advance. So her reaction... He's, he's actually for real. <laughs> She's just like, what the heck is going on? Well, they just parceled out the script in, in segments then, because surely uh, on a film called Star Beast or Alien, in which you're told what the central concept is, yeah. surely you'd sit there at some point, well, at some point things are going to get a bit freaky. Yeah, but the actual special yes. effect itself. Yeah, that's fair enough. It was a great jumping on point for, what's her name, Sigourney Weaver's career as well. Mm. Yeah. So, well, prior to this, I think she was only like one or two, but after this, she was kind of became, I don't know, one of the it girls yeah. for action and other, other, other sorts of stuff. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters and everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And her character is is now is just like the alien itself, part of popular culture. I mean, she yeah. is a strong female character and yeah, that's the well, sort of thing really, that we need more of. Yeah, she really set the template for that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you want to go out in space, you take Sigourney Weevil. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. She'll never deal with anything. I mean, it does have a little bit of cheesecake at the end there where she's in her, you know, in her smalls and, and it's kind of like... Yeah, but it's uh, not... It's kind of, kind but of it's not... It, it's not um, I actually don't think that's cheesecake. I don't it's definitely cheesecake. There's a really? shot. There's a shot that's just straight on her boobs. There's <laughs> really? no reason I never for felt it. That at all. It goes zooms right into her boobs and then comes back out. I thought the whole point was that to make was, more, was to make her look more vulnerable than anything else. Oh, I'm sure that's their rationale for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. It, because, this, this also established uh, Ridley Scott's career as a director too. Yeah, yeah. After this, he was just yeah. Everybody loved him. It was on fire. I I also saw this as, as at a young age and. Uh, but I'm like you, I wasn't mentally scarred. It's was... because you're already mentally scarred. <laughs> <laughs> did he do Blade Runner after this? Yes. Apparently. Yeah, he did, yes. yeah. yeah. Blade Runner has gotten off on the back of this. Probably one aspect that we haven't actually really talked about, which is the Xenomorph itself. Geiger, really, the important thing being Geiger's design of it. Because the other films, they're all, are all just takes on Geiger's design. For its time, you know, there's nothing else really like it. Aliens oh, were sort yeah. of bug-eyed monsters, or they look like Darth Vader, or... They look like Klingons or there were Martians or little green men or what have you. And this thing is, first of all, it looks genuinely alien. Yep. And it's scary as all hell. 
Yeah, uh, you know, but it, it also it also taps into sort of our primal fears because Geiger's work has a very strong sexual mm. nature mm. to it. Yeah, and um, the original. Let's give your let's give your mouth a second mouth. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, how what how how can how more scary can it be? Is yeah. a creature that grows inside you, yeah. bursts out and kills you, mm-hmm. and then grows into this you know this eight foot tall killing machine? Mm. That, uh, that, that also has a certain. Um, Almost technological look to it as well. It's like yeah. a combination it's of biomechanical. Yeah, yeah. Um, which also I think taps into a lot of the fears of the seventies with technology rising very quickly at the time. Yep, exactly. Let's uh, hit some ratings and move on. Um, I give this four looks. Cool. Five. It's awesome. Awesome. You can only rate it if you've seen it all. <laughs> how, how would you rate the the, the childhood trauma? <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> the card it's, clearly, it's clearly still affecting you to this day, so I think it ranks pretty highly. Billy? Uh, three and a half, Luke's. Awesome. Ooh, why three and a half? Because I like the second one better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll go with uh, four and a half, Luke's. It's, it's set the benchmark, and uh, it's, it's a hard act to follow. Until we get to aliens, <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> which, which does I think, the, I think the reason I gave it, I gave it, uh, I was going to talk about it with the second film, but I think the reason I gave it three and a half is because I saw the first one first. I, I saw the second one first. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so in the same boat. Seeing as the really first know. one is kind of like a step back. Yeah, fair I enough. can understand that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, actually, I, I did see them in order, but I still think the second one is the better film. So, mm-hmm. moving on, say, so on saying that, moving on to Aliens, which is the sequel. It was released in 1986. Uh, it was directed by James Cameron. Uh, it's also written by James Cameron uh, with David Geiler and uh, some other people as well. And I'm, I'm sure Dan O'Bannon gets a credit in there somewhere. Yeah, he gets a credit. <laughs> uh, stars Sigourney Weaver returning as Ripley after 57 years flying in space. <laughs> All right. Hair as well. Yeah, it's, it's, she just she does doesn't take any crap in this. And film. Jonesy, don't forget Jonesy. Uh, it also stars uh, Carrie Henn, Michael Bain, uh, Lance Henriksen, Paul Reiser, Bill Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein. And a whole bunch of other Marines that, you know, you don't really need to know. They're to make up the numbers to get bumped <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, it just, it, as I said, it is the sequel to Alien. So at the end of Alien, Sigourney Weaver is in, is left in a sort of lifeboat type thing. She floats for seven, 57 years until she's finally found and resuscitated. Uh, in that time, the, the planet that they went to investigate in the first film has become colonized uh, so there's a group of a uh, whole bunch of families that are now living there in order to terraform the planet lv426 but they unbeknownst to the company uh Wayland yutani they haven't uh, discovered the alien yet although they have as we later find out uh, and uh when they receive a distract- distress signal from the colonists um or they actually no i take that back they actually don't receive any word from the colonists and so they think what the hell's going on and ripley uh is hired to accompany a bunch of marines to investigate and uh, what they find is basically hell, and uh, it's freaky. <laughs> so, as, as the title suggests, there's more than one alien in this film. And, uh, and they get massacred. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very cool. The, uh, the influence of aliens cannot be, cannot be understated. Uh, like Billy said, it was the first one he saw in the, in the series, yeah? Yeah. And uh, it's been parodied and quoted and Mimicked. referenced in... Too many things to even count. In fact, the the, the, the video game Halo is basically just aliens. <laughs> well, it led to it, it gave us twenty years worth of every science fiction film having to have a crack team of marines going in somewhere <laughs> and getting massacred. It's just another bug hunt with lots I, with lots I and love, lots of blue light. <laughs> I love Bill Paxton in this. He's hilarious in this uh, film. Bill Bill Paxton as Hudson is absolutely magnificent. He certainly has all the best and most quotable lines in the. <laughs> Um, He's quite. also the only person who's been killed by an alien, a predator, and a terminator. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good little bit of trivia. Look, I'm speaking as a um, person who saw all this stuff on video. I was too young. What was it? Did anyone here see it um, in the cinema? In the, in the cinema. Yeah. And what is it like oh, actually yeah. having watched? You know, given that um, all I've seen in the cinema is the the copies and the um, the. Um, the variations on Alien and Aliens. What was it actually like sitting and watching it for the first time where you didn't have all these, um, uh, yep. like I said, these copies yeah. going on? What was it like? 
Okay, well, I just want to share my experience seeing this at the cinema. Um, I actually won tickets to go to the premiere night of Aliens, and I'd never seen Alien, so I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, and we, we, we rocked up at the old uh, Hoyt Cinema in the city, and the entire foyer was decked out with, you know, body parts hanging down and this giant alien coming down from the roof and, you know, um, face huggers were everywhere. And That's all, awesome. All of, the, all, all of the, um, the ushers and everything were all dressed as Marines, and they had smoke machines going and everything. So um, automatically, before I'd even seen the film, I'm like, Wow, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> how I old, how old out, we? Uh, 12. <laughs> so, I was just amazed. It was just... It absolutely blew me away as a kid. Billy, did you see it in the cinema? No, I saw it on TV. Really? First... With ads? Uh, yeah, with ads. God, that must have been annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I saw, the first, I saw the second one on TV. The first one... On TV, as well. actually no DVD, oh, might have been video actually. Um, and the third one, I actually won tickets to go see in the cinema. I'm oh, sorry, not third one, fourth one. What am I talking about? Sorry, my, it's hard to keep I, track after. I need a while. copy. I need copy. The, yeah, <laughs> the fourth one is the only one I've seen in the cinema. The third one is I've seen on TV as well. This was huge and epic and creepy and fun and exciting and all those things you just, you know, that 80s movies had. Um, it's the ultimate 80s movie. It is, yeah, the, the, uh, the, you know, for that sort of you know, mix of science fiction and action, this was just awesome. Yeah. Billy, you mentioned before that you prefer this to this Aliens to Alien. Um, is a lot of that also to do with the fact that this is more of an action film as opposed to Alien, which is more of a standard horror film? No, no, no. I think just, I don't know. Not because it's action, maybe because it's, I don't know, got better special effects and lighting and so forth. Everything, I think. Just everything seems to be a bit more, I don't know, better film-wise than Mm -hmm. um, the first one, just Mm. for me. But my thing's actually, I actually quite like Ripley's Journey. Yeah, Ripley's Journey is actually very well documented. I mean, she's, yeah, I mean, she's, in the the time that she was drifting in space, she, uh, her daughter died. So the daughter that she never really got to see anyway. Um, she she dies at, 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 of old age. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, and, and is it um, what is it? What's the girl's name? Newt. Yeah. So then, so then she, she finds Newt. Sort of like yeah. Yeah. Foster daughter. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Ratings. Yeah, we'll hit ratings. Um, I give this four looks. A lot of people sort of tend to go one or the other in terms of the first Alien and Aliens. I like them on equal levels because um, I appreciate the differences quite a lot. I like the the slow horror and the atmosphere of um, the first one. Uh, but I also really appreciate the um, the the really strong character arc that Ripley goes on, and all the action sequences as well. I love the fight at the end with the Queen on the um, yeah. on the away ship. Away from her, you. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the highlights of the film. That moment where you know we've been touting her as this strong Amazonian um, character, and then she finally gets her moment against, you know, one of the biggest monsters ever. There are differences, but there are not, there's nothing to, to say that one is better than the other, I think. So, I give this four looks. Yeah, I'm going to give this one five as well. I just love watching both of these films, and what, um, what I most appreciate about Aliens is, other than the fact that it's awesome, is that it is actually a very different type of film. Mm. James Cameron hasn't attempted to just remake Alien. He's tried to add and give it a whole different feel, and I really appreciate that. It's nice to know he did have some creative bones in his body back when. <laughs> yes. Oh, harsh. I'm going to give it four and a half looks. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, I, I agree with everything everybody said. It's this is uh, to me. It's it's the ultimate '80s film. It's it's one of my favourite films ever. Um, it's the one film that I'll come back to time and time again, and I've bought in every single format that's been released on. Um, it's it's absolutely magnificent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's special effects, story, acting. Yeah, you know, the whole thing just comes together. It's, just, it's brilliant stuff. I give, yeah. I give it five out of five. Moving on to Alien Three or Alien to the Third Power. <laughs> alien cubed. Alien, alien cubed. <laughs> okay, so Alien Three released nineteen ninety two, directed by David Fincher, stars Sigourney Weaver, returning as Ripley, Charles S. Dutton, Charles Dance. Always good to see Charles Dance, <laughs> and a whole bunch of. Uh, quite important and prominent British actors. Um, Cannon fodder, we'll call them. Yeah, well, like, um, Paul McGann, for Even instance. Paul McGann. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who. Doctor yeah, Who himself gets, it, cool. gets, you know, uh, mentioned, even though it, you see they're going, 
why is Paul McGann in this? Why is yeah. Paul McGann well, there's, wasting there's his quite, time? Quite a lot of uh, you know big name <laughs> British actors are in the show. Yeah. It was a British production. Um, the the story behind Alien Three is actually more fascinating <laughs> than the story itself. I'll just very quickly just do the plot. So uh, at the end of Aliens, um, Ripley fights the Alien Queen and saves Newt, um, and uh, they go into suspended animation in for the return trip on the Sulaco. Unbeknownst to her, a stowaway alien face hugger is is on board. Where the hell was that thing? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The third film, I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah, no, it's definitely, ridiculous. definitely just um, <laughs> a, a plot contrivance to get the film going. And uh, it damages the damages the Salako, so it goes into it goes into orbit around uh, Fiora, um, which uh, nicknamed Fury, uh, which is a prison planet for only males. Uh, With- so with double Y yeah. on its double Y <laughs> double Y um, and uh, Ripley uh, along with uh, Newt and Hicks are, oh, and half of Bishop um, uh, jettisoned down to the planet uh, unfortunately uh, Newt and Hicks don't survive the experience but of course Ripley does because she's the hero and then she uh, has to survive being on a male prison planet as well as the emergence of a, another alien so it goes back to it sort of tries to go back more to the first film where it's just one single alien mm. um, and also then throws in the plot twist. Uh, I'm not giving anything away because this film's you know ridiculously old. Uh, the, the, the plot twist that she does in fact have an alien inside her as well. Um, which yeah, is, when did, where did that happen? Uh, well, it's in the, in, well, the, in, the best, credit, in the credit sequence it shows that the face I go. Best not to think too hard about <laughs> this stuff because clearly the writers didn't. So that's that's the actual plot of the film itself. But like I said, the, the story behind this, uh, getting this film made is, is unbelievable and could take up a whole podcast on its own. But I just want to point out one thing, that one of the original ideas for this film um, is they were going to have a planet made out of wood. wood. <laughs> what? <laughs> which is which? It was which uh, only had m- males on as well, but they're all monks. Mm. So a planet-sized okay. wooden monk <laughs> temple, a monastery, <laughs> which I just think is bonkers, and I really wanted to see that. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Just the wow. science wow. make that okay. work is yeah. So they sort of kept sort of elements on that. So so basically, there's no weapons on this pr- on this on this planet because it's a prison, mm. and so they have to basically fight the alien using their own brains and, you know, that sort of stuff. And that, sort of, that would have had the same sort of thing back then. But in the original, it was meant to be a devil and, mm. oh, it's just awesome. That, that should have been made. Didn't David Fincher come onto this, like, at the exact, like, 11th hour, last yeah, Oh, the last absolute minute. last minute. He actually yeah. hadn't read the this script. This is his actual first film. Yeah. And I think, wow. he just got, I think he just got the job by default. It was like, yeah. oh, we've gone through 12 other people and no one's left. Oh, my God, we've got to start filming. So it's pretty well, um, pretty well documented just how bad a time David Fincher had on this film. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, everyone paying out this film and his efforts on it. But I'm like, yeah, all the films since then he's done have been amazing. So, I mean, it's, not that, it's actually not that bad a film. I don't know why people don't like the third Alien film. I'll admit, I, I don't I, like it. I, don't like I can it. see, I can see why people don't like it. <laughs> I don't think it deserves as much hate as it gets, um, yeah. but it's it's definitely pretty. It's pretty weak. It, first of all, its reason its reason for being story wise doesn't make sense. Like I said, where the hell do those face huggers come from? Um, but then also, nothing actually happens for quite a long time on the prison planet. So you sit there going, a slow burn of the film. "It's a bit, it's a bit too slow." Mm. Um, and the the atmospheres in the first one actually isn't present here. Yeah. Like I said, too many different directors, um, yeah. Yeah. and their influences and can be felt. And their influences can be felt, and the film drags down considerably. Also, the characters, apart from Ripley, the characters and Charles Dance as, as well. I should actually point out, yeah, um, aren't all that intriguing. And if you've got, and if if you're talking about rising stakes in each film, you've got one in the first one, the second one you've got the Queen and a whole bunch. Yeah. So to go back to one, um, you're not pushing things forward. You're sort of got you're you're taking things back a step. So the stakes don't. Whilst there are no weapons, the stakes still don't feel quite as high as they possibly should be. Oh, I totally disagree. The fact that it's 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 a place with no weapons of any kind. Mm. And they've got to fight this creature that can easily yeah. kill any of them within seconds. Yeah, but they got Ripley. I mean, yeah. she's already taken him out a few times. So, <laughs> That's you know. right. She's actually you know you need you need something not not necessarily more, but you need. How much more could you have? 
You need well, you could do an entire other movie, which I don't know, the aliens come to Earth or something. You know, yeah. there's there's plenty of other things you could have done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there's not more they could have done, but I just I, I like the idea that it's got. Well, hell, you know, have this be the pla- have this be the planet where you know they are in fact manufacturing aliens on mass, you know, <laughs> yeah. testing on the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So they've actually got to deal with that. Yeah. Something to actually raise the stakes a lot more and get get into the what the company is doing a little bit more too. Fair enough. Mm. There was um there was actually there was another rewrite of this film because this one went through a few rewrites. One yeah. of them was that um, uh, like a team of special forces open up the ship and find everyone's died, so there's yeah. no survivors, no Ripley and everything, and the whole film took place in a small town USA type city. I think it was like in a biodome in space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was if that was if Sigourney Weaver didn't want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, look, and they, and, and they, think, they basically stole that idea for AVP two, which we'll get to later. Yeah. And I think that that um, that constant rewriting and multiple directors and all of that sort of stuff, it really does show in the film itself. Like the film's yeah. a bit of it's a bit all over the place, yeah. really. And yeah, like it is weak, but I don't. I still I still enjoyed it, but I don't think it, it is bad. But I don't think it should have gotten should get as much hate as it does. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, ratings. I give this two looks. Like, it's probably not as bad as it suggests, but um, uh, it's not good. No. Yeah, I'm going to give this two as well. It's it's a bit of a mess, and I hate. The, I really don't like the ending. Yeah, I find oh, the, the highly ending. contrived ending oh, so unbelievably bad. So I just one thing: I really did not like the death of Newt. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The to, death of Newt is a slap in the face. Yeah. Come, it, it, I under, you know, she could, you can't get um, the actress back, but to just sort of whitewash and ignore her. Yeah. Um, when she's such a strong presence yeah. in the second one, it's, well, yeah. the, thing I, the thing I actually like about the death of Newt, because I, I agree, it's, it's a disgrace. Right? Yeah. I, it was, I was just, it was a gut punch of all, and I was like, what yeah. the hell? Why would you do such a thing? Um, but I actually do really like the scene where they're doing the autopsy. Yeah. I just think that that's, that's acting tour de force. Just, you can just really see the pain on Sigourney Weaver's mm-hmm. face. So, but but the actual idea behind it, and well, I mean, kill off Hicks. That's fine, whatever. But no, yeah. no, <laughs> don't kill off Hicks. <laughs> he's he's expendable. But to kill Ripley off, found love. <laughs> and it was it was one of the rare times where Michael Bay actually survived a film back then. <laughs> Billy, ready? Uh, two to Luke's. Awesome. Well, I'm also going to go. Agree with everyone else. Yep, I agree. Cool. So I'll also go with two. That's All a, right, that's a head mentality. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that brings us to the only one that Billy's seen in the cinemas: Alien Resurrection. And it's the only one that I've seen in the cinemas too. You've seen you're the only one you've seen in the cinemas. Yeah. I first. am going to put that this out here straight away. I actually like this film. Oh, well, there I you go. I actually like this film. Yep. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to back you up, Billy. I actually uh, I don't mind this one either. Well, there you go. We're about to get condemned, I think. (laughs) Alien Resurrection, released in 1997, directed by Jean-Pierre Jeannot. Chenet. Chenet. I was close. That's the closest I've ever come. Yeah, you did okay. He directed Delicatessen and um, uh, Silly Lost Children. Yeah, Yeah. I I know who he is. I just couldn't pronounce his name. I I love Silly Lost Children. I think it's awesome. Um, And also Emily, for those of you who have not actually seen those previous films, but have probably seen Emily. Emily, the only film that, uh, you know, most people have... French French film that most people have seen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's written by the the usual uh, group of characters, but also, more importantly, Joss Whedon. So, which is uh, pretty important for uh, for us nerds, for all us Whedon lovers. You must, have been, you must have got excited. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't even know who Joss Whedon was when I first saw this film. I mean, I saw this film in the cinema as well. So that name meant nothing to me at all. Uh, it stars Sigourney Weaver once again returning as Ripley for a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, it also stars Winona Ryder and then a whole bunch of French people. Uh, but also stars Ron Perlman, the man, the man. And, and who missed out Winona Ryder? I said Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah, he was just so excited about getting to Ron Pilmer that he kind of just skipped over I, I skipped, Winona very quickly. I, I wanted to go as quick as I can, but I mean, it's also got Brad, uh, crazy Brad Dura. Yeah. Over Winona, what about and a whole bunch of French people? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got, it's got. Um, you just, um, you're just saying that because you're not going to be able to pronounce any of these names. No, no, most of them have got normal names, but it's Gerard Depardieu in there. Uh, <laughs> Dominique Pinot. Yeah, yeah. Um, delicatessen. But uh, yeah, there's I mean, there's, there's French people. But you also got I mean uh, Dan Hedaya's in there. Yep. Um, he, he, I don't know Dan Hedaya. I don't know. He just th- that's the one thing I didn't. I thought he seemed out of place in this film. 
Yeah. yeah, and it's because he's not being either, you know, the police chief or the mobster, because, well, you know, when, when the, you put him in space, he just seems weird. <laughs> or, the, or the wise yet stern father figure. Yeah. He yeah. has a sort of weird comedic element to him in the yes. show, doesn't he? He's kind and of, a lot of body hair. Of <laughs> he's a hair. hairy man. He's a hairy man. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Alien Resurrection, it follows on from Alien 3. At the end of Alien 3, as you heard, which in that terrible ending, uh, Ripley is... Um, infect, infected, pregnant, I don't know what you really call it, uh, with an alien queen and sacrifices herself in order to destroy her, the, the queen, um, the queen's larvae or whatever. Just as it erupts, uh, Alien Resurrection follows on quite a few years later, it's 200 years I think, something like that, yep. uh, where they have cloned her um, purely in the effort just to get the queen. So the aliens mm. haven't been seen since uh, since that time. So um, obviously the explosion at the end of Aliens worked and wiped out the nest so, so they know that uh, she was infected and so they cloned her in order to harvest the, the alien DNA and what's left is really just a byproduct but she, throughout the film she struggles to be uh, a person so she, I mean, what, just how much of Ripley is left over mm. uh, she's a, so, and she's as a byproduct of this, of this cloning uh, she's is a hybrid um, a, a human alien, um, so she has some alien, alien capabilities, which is uh, which comes to fore in, in one of the coolest scenes where she actually throws a basketball backwards. She has two mouths. But she's also got acid blood. Yeah, it's not quite as potent as, as the normal alien stuff, but yeah, she does use the alien. The alien blood. So that scene with the basketball, that was actually that was for reals. Mm. So uh, I took quite a few shots, but she got it for real. Yep, it's awesome. She trained with the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> for months just to be able to pull in, that in, shot. In an interview with Rob Perley, he said uh, that look on my face when she gets that shot is real because I was like, no, <laughs> 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 Rob Perley, the man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they've cloned uh, they've cloned Ripley. Uh, the story deals, uh, like I said, it's two hundred years later. So uh, they need some human subjects to test uh, these aliens on. Uh, so this group of mercenaries uh, clean up a, a bunch of uh, humans. They get uh, experimented on. Aliens come out, and of course the whole the, you know the crap hits the fan, and everybody dies. So it's you know it's it has a, a very very it has a fascinating ending that people either really love or really hate where. Um, not only did Alien gain some, uh, not only did Ripley gain some Alien DNA, but the Alien Queen that they got out of her also did as well. So uh, the life cycle, the the reproduction cycle was changed, and now the Alien Queen actually has a womb and gives birth to an alien, mm. um, uh, dubbed the newborn. Ugh, a disgracefully bad <laughs> effect, alien effect, just looks horrible. Uh, but. Um, the newborn uh, decides that it, it loves Ripley more, uh, kills the queen, and then, for some strange reason, then tries to kill everybody else. Because uh, it's an alien. Yeah, because it's an alien, I suppose. And they crash land on Earth, which is uh, pretty cool. Mm. So that's, uh, that's Alien Resurrection. So like I said, uh, written by Joss Whedon, he has disowned the film. Yep. Um, he said that uh, they took basically everything good that he'd had in the, in the story uh, and you know, flushed it down the toilet. That's a polite way of saying it. Um, and uh, made this awful film that he just had, wants nothing to do with it. He, th- he says, uh, in the end, I think there's just there's a couple of lines of dialogue that I'm proud of, but everything else, forget about it. This was also another one that um, changed hands, and I think I think uh, Jeanne was actually brought in almost close to um, the start of shooting. It was meant to be, originally meant to be um, directed by Danny Boyle, mm. but Danny Boyle walked because he just went, nah, seriously, all these special effects, nah, storyboards, nah. Let's mm. just, I want to, you want to do it a little bit more practically, I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, cause that's, that would be that's, interesting. That's, that's his style. And also probably not quite so um, uh, heavy on the action. Try and mm. make it a little bit more like the original Aliens. But, you know, Alien, the Alien franchise is now an action franchise. Mm. Yeah, he, he walked and Janae was brought in. and Janae didn't speak English at the time. So there was obviously pro- obvious problems there where your and- director can't actually communicate to his T.O.P., his mm. crew and his and- cast. Having said that, though, it still has the look of a Genet film. It does. So I've got given credit for that. Obviously, the strength of his vision was still enough to get the feel of, you know, and, and that is one of the things I liked about it because yeah. he's not just copying the James Cameron style of filmmaking. He's bringing his own filmmaking. So it actually looks more like, um, you know, Alien via City of Lost Children. Yeah. Um, so and I, I appreciated that he's a very good filmmaker. Visually, it looks fine. The story is terrible. 
The story, I don't think it's not so much that the story's terrible, I think the story's just very by the numbers. Yeah. It's, it's a, if you've seen the previous three alien films, you you've seen this one really? Yeah, you know the aliens are going to escape, mm. we're going to have to take them down, blah blah I blah. Did, blah I did, however, like the. I mean, one of the things you were saying about um, Alien 3 was that, you know, you didn't get to see the advancement of what the company was doing and all that sort of mm. stuff. And I do actually like that, like the yeah. corporate, the sort of anti corporate thing here where the corporation is just doing. Horrible, horrible things to these people. Um, to me, that that's actually the thing that I would have liked to have seen more of. More of. Um, but as you say, the, by this point, Alien has become an action... sadistic evil man. I know. <laughs> so, so when you, said you, saw, you saw that in the, in the cinemas? Yes. What were your thoughts at the time? I actually didn't mind it. I walked out thinking, wow, okay, cool. There are some good things and there's some bad things. It's like mm. a bit of a change for uh, Winona Ryder. Prior to this, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have ever seen her in a like you know sci-fi-ish film like this. Slightly action role for her. She's always playing you know the the downtrodden emo chick, (laughs) (laughs) which she played after this anyway. (laughs) But no, I actually didn't mind it. It was it was interesting to see Ripley kick ass again, but different, slightly malevolent. Mm. Yeah. No, I liked it. I was curious to see what they would do next, if they would do another one. With, like, you know, a buddy cop film with uh, <laughs> Nona Ryder and Snakorny Reaver. <laughs> she actually has come out and said she wouldn't mind doing a fifth Alien film. Yeah. yeah. There was some, a lot of rumours going around about a, an alien film set on Earth after this one, mm, yeah. after the crash on Earth, that actually had um, Ridley Scott and James Cameron both connected to it. Yeah. Like, one, one as producer and one as director, but it just sort of never came to pass. Well, the, it would have been the, a better idea film, than Prometheus. This film, wasn't, <laughs> this film wasn't the success that they were hoping it was. It, was, yeah. it did reasonably well, but it wasn't the um, the out-and-out uh, box office draw card that I thought it was. It does. It does have a lot of a lot of good moments. Uh, this film. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, I think it, it fails. But it's the scene where Ripley finds because her, her, her code name is Ripley Eight. Mm. So the scene where she finds one through seven. Yeah. Um, mm. Is is very powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, I also like. At, f- at first, I was a bit confused about it, but I, I've, I've done some further research, and I also quite like the scene where Ripley falls through. Um, a hatch like is dragged through a hatch by one of the aliens and then it cuts to this scene where she's sort of writhing around amongst a whole bunch of aliens like they've all sort of they've all sort of combined and they're all sort of they're all sort of rubbing against each other and she's sort of writhing around on top of it and stuff um, when I first when I first saw that scene I thought what the hell is this crap um, but further research it's Rith, uh, Ripley actually wanted it to wanted to be sort of a a sexual sort of scene um, yeah. where not well, she's not ne- she's not necessarily having sex with them, but it's just more of a communal. I finally yeah. found some place where I belong. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I thought that was the case at the time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that at the time. I was just like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, and I, I found that kind of fascinating. That sort of that aspect to her. It's like she's. I mean, she's she's basically the aliens, the xenomorphs' ultimate enemy, really. But now they accept her as one of their own sort of stuff. I yeah, like, and, I, I wanted that explored a bit more. Yeah, that, that, that's what I, I agree with both. Um, what you say there, Dave, and what Richo said there, you know, the two actually the more interesting aspects, what the company's doing and Ripley's own transformation from being, you know, the hated enemy into the reason for their continued existence yeah. needed to come together a bit more. Yeah. Um, did, did they say in this film, I think they said something to the effect of that Wayland Utani, um, the company went down or something? Yeah, Wayland yeah. Utani doesn't exist anymore, yeah. It's just, it's all, it's all military control yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I like cool. that. It's it's it, it's a good um, sort of expansion on what Wayland were actually trying to achieve in um, Aliens. Yeah, with Paul Reiser. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the number one, the number one thing I don't like about this film is the the newborn at the end. I just think it's a terrible design, and it's, it's it, the whole sequence that involves it is just awful and uh, really really drags it down. But the 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 actual the thing that annoys me the most about this film is the fact that the crew of the Cuddy. Um, are a bunch of scumbag mercenaries who kidnap a bunch of sleeping humans for yeah. use for the military for experiments, and then these are the people that you're meant to feel something for and cheer for and hope they survive at the end. So Josh Whedon's creating Firefly before he creates Firefly. <laughs> See, no, but the people, the crew, the crew of Firefly, have got a reason to rebel. They're like the rebellion in Star Wars. Yes. Whereas these guys have kidnapped sleeping people and then well, sold wait, them. I thought. I thought they didn't know what they were transporting. 
But they, were, they did that when they were transporting. They, they intentionally they stole them as in their suspension pods. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't they, didn't know, they didn't know what they were for, but they still uh, okay. sold them. So they still sold slaves, really, in but, effect. But at the end of the day, I, I feel something for them because, you know, it's Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel for Ron Perlman because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel for the rest of them. When the rest of them die, I'm like, good riddance. Yeah. But anyway... That's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> Until we get to Prometheus, of course. Uh, ratings. Clearly not as good as the first two, um, but a, st- a little bit above three. So I'll give this two and a half looks. Yeah, I'm going to give this three. It's not a perfect film or anything. It's not like the first two, but um, there's a lot of interesting elements to that. They don't necessarily come together, all of them, but it's a far more intriguing stormy story for me than Alien 3. I'm going to give it three looks. I like it better than the third one. Yeah, cool. I didn't see it, but um, having heard the cast, I'd be more interested to see Paul Reiser than Ron Perlman. Pick on Ron Perlman. Um, yeah, I'm going to go three as well, for exactly for the same reason Luke said. It is. I mean, it is. It's got some. It's 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 better than three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, I, like I said, I love that the room with the bit where she finds the room of all the clones and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. So. Um, that's yeah. also the film with the, the screwdriver on her hand, isn't it? No, no that's, that's Aliens. Oh, that's Aliens. And it, well, I, I prefer Moss doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So that's the core Alien uh, Alien legacy, as it's, as it's referred to. With the success of the Alien franchise, uh, 20th Century Fox would be stupid not to spin it off um, a little bit more. So uh, they had they had a, a bunch another bunch of Alien themed uh, movies. Uh, called Predator, so Predator One and Two. Predator, one of my favourite films ever. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And you got time to bleed. <laughs> we'll cover that in, in another episode. <laughs> but, it's uh, a pure testosterone oh, movie. That one. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, but in Predator Two, uh, they have a, the Predators are a bunch of alien hunters. Uh, in Predator Two, there's a, a blinking and miss it scene where. Uh, you see a bunch of trophies that the, that the Predators collected over time, and one of them is a Xenomorph skull. And uh, I can just remember at the time, this is not even the internet, not even the internet at this time, This yeah. is like, but it just exploded. Yep. Like, every magazine covered it. It was mm. all any nerd of any any stripe could talk about. That's yeah. right. Forget the, forget the rest of Predator 2. And that's not a knock against Predator 2. I quite like Predator 2. Um, but, yeah, everyone seems to go, oh, yeah, the Predators hunt the aliens. Mm. They're like... <laughs> Okay, you missed the other surrounding. <laughs> oh, screw, screw the rest of the film. Predator Two. Mm. Who cares, right? Okay. Uh, except for that voodoo dude who's, who's like King Willie. Yeah, he's <laughs> everywhere. Uh, beautiful stuff. But uh, and of course, Bill Paxton being Bill Paxton. But um, yeah, the, the skull was just—it was just amazing. And 20th Century Fox obviously uh, capitalized on that in order to create uh, AVP, which is Alien vs Predator. Alien vs Predator is directed by Paul W S Anderson uh, and stars. A whole bunch of people that you just don't care about. Uh, More French people? And Lance Henriksen. No, they're not, they're not French, they're American, but they're all people... That, I mean, I've never seen any of these people before or, or since. I like that they got the person who does who directs mostly uh, video game films to direct this. Yeah, not, yeah. not a good start, is it? It's not a good start. So the film uh, is prequel, I suppose, So deal and, and deals with... Oh yeah, well, it definitely is a prequel. What yeah. am I talking about? Um, where they find a pyramid... Uh, underneath the ice in the Arctic somewhere or yeah, something, and uh, Lance Henriksen um, group, grabs a group of uh, adventurers and scientists to go investigate. Uh, the pyramid turns out to be a predator training facility where they intentionally release aliens within the pyramid on purpose so that young predators can go and track them down and, and earn their stripes. Um, and of course, when the uh, humans get there, they ch- set off uh, a chain of events that re- let the aliens get released. Predators show up, you know, thinking, hey, let's do some training, find the humans, find the aliens, and then have to wipe each other out. It's not based on the comic uh, Alien vs. Predator, which is actually pretty cool. Yes, Um, (laughs) much, much better. But it does steal the idea of a human female and a predator having to team up in order to, you know, win in the end. Mm. That's pretty much all it steals from it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, there have been tons of... I'm trying to figure out when the video games came out. Uh, They may have came out after the first Predator film. Like no, the was... first Alien versus Predator type game I played was, um, it was like a beat 'em up arcade game. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was in the arcade. Yes, it was a side-scrolling beat 'em up. It was awesome. The SNES yes. version, which was yes. which came out in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah well, it was comic... like it was too. It was a Predator, like with a scythe and a Predator with yeah. a spear. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the comic came out in the what 
late eighties, early nineties. Early nineties. Like it was it was really, really very, very early on in the picture and it's just unfortunate that this film didn't do a story as good as the one that was actually in the comic. I love that game. You know the guy the, the male character that you play in that game is actually yeah. is meant to be Dutch from Predator. Nice. Of course, yeah. yes. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, anyway, so yes, AVP, as you've probably guessed from us talking about it, is not very good. It's terrible acting. It's, as Luke pointed out, it's ridiculously contrived. And more importantly, it's just not very exciting. Yeah, I mean, no. A film where you, where you expect to see the aliens, which are brilliant, versus the predators, which are awesome, growing up against each other, it'd be like, how can you go wrong? But they still managed to do it. Yeah. I, I, I never actually understood the concept of as you've discovered from listening to the last part of this uh, podcast, I've not seen a vast majority of the Alien franchise, and I hadn't seen Predator. But I had, from an outsider's point of view, I had considered the Alien film much more top quality than Predator. I didn't quite get the meshing the two together, except that uh, it sounds like a good idea for the box office. Exactly. And that's pretty much where it is. I I suppose you could say that after Aliens, um, you know, both, both... the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise were action franchises as well, yeah. action science fiction. So, you know, it's... And, and, of course, owned by the same studio, so that's pretty much it. I do have to say I enjoyed the making of the Predator documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the, making, the making of Predator is Brit. But it's hilarious, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Alien vs. Predator, it's not very good. Let's just uh, cut to the chase and hit the, the ratings. Yeah, I give this 1.5. Go. Yeah, I give it 1. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good uh, call. <laughs> I give it two and a half. Cool. I'll go with two. I mean, it does, it does have that awesome, you know, Alien versus Brown. How, how awesome is that? No. Nice. <laughs> 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 and it does have Lance Henriksen because he's awesome. Uh, and that brings us to the sequel. Is it really a sequel? Yes. There's it, no real uh, connection between no, the No, there is because, the end, there because is. it follows directly on from the end of the does. first. Yeah, first I one suppose. With the Predalium. Yep, with the Predalien. Yeah, so at the end the of AVP, uh, one of the Predators gets infected and is uh, un- the other Predators don't realise this and take him back aboard the ship. And uh, that, uh, as the alien... Because the alien, we didn't really discuss it earlier, but the aliens take on um, characteristics of the creature that they're born from. Yeah. Um, which is why in Alien 3, it's a dog. It's a dog. Um, although it was originally meant to be an oxen. That would have been awesome. Like this huge oxen little thing. That would have been mad. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so it's a dog. But so this has so this becomes the Pred Alien, which was meant to be the big catch for this film. I would have gone with Alienator. <laughs> Alienator. <laughs> you know, I think there is actually a film called Alienator. There probably is. <laughs> I don't know there's, there's an alien, uh, we'll get to it later on, but there's an alien Predator Terminator crossover yeah. comic. Of which, course. Which is hilarious. Have you seen this alien? Um, anyway, so Alien vs. Predator Requiem, because you know everything's cool when you put Requiem on the end of it, uh, otherwise known as AVPR. It was released in 2007. Two directors, the brothers Strauss, Colin and Greg. And I'd just like to go on that they went on to such giddy heights as being sued for stealing the special effects for their film Skyline. Yep. <laughs> That's a good point. They are terrible, and God help us if they get another film, because just, they just have no idea. Probably not after um, Skyline. And once again, it's, it, the cast is just a whole bunch of people that you just don't care about. Uh, the only name that even means anything to me at all, Stephen Pas- Pasquale. Um, uh, it's got um, uh, Rako Arsworth in it as well. Oh, yeah, Rako Arsworth. Uh, 24. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And a whole bunch of other people. Just, I mean, they're just they're fodder. Uh, the story, like Luke says, follows directly on with the, uh, with the, with the Pred Alien. Um, this time a small town gets attacked uh, the aliens are, are, get loose on the, on this small town you know somewhere Nebraska or something who knows so in other words they just went let's you know dispose of all continuity about uh, dispose of all continuity in history as has been established in the previous ones where we've got no idea what these things are yeah. let's put them in a small country town um, where well, now, now you know, myths and folklore can be established around all this. Let's just disregard all that because, hey, you know, the aliens changed up after a bunch of whining high school teens. That's well, once fun. You've, once you've knocked off the, uh, you know, ripped off the alien under the ice uh, thing from the thing, yeah. you've really, your small town is the next thing you've got to knock off if you have no creativity whatsoever. Yeah, so the print the pre- alien gets loose on the ship and, and crash lands on in the small town and brings some... Aliens with it, unfortunately. Um, but the Predalien has has probably the only interesting thing about this film is the Predalien reproduces by infecting pregnant humans. 
which is... I don't get that. Yeah, no. I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense, but it's probably the only thing that's of even any slight interest. Um, and the Pred Alien himself looks pretty cool, but that brings me to my next point is, unfortunately, you don't really know that. The only reason I know that is because I saw a, a still shot. Um, the, act, the film itself is so poorly edited and so unbelievably dark, yeah, you just can't see anything. Badly shot. It's so it's, bad. There's, a, there's the, the, the pivotal fight... Is so black you actually can't actually see what's going on. Yeah. It's like I thought I was watching a cam version, but I was actually watching a Blu-ray version. I was like, which I don't own. I just want to point that out. <laughs> um, it's just really, really, really terrible. It's poor story, poor acting, poor excuse for a film, and it, it's it's a shame. Really. A low point in both franchises. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty much the death knell for both franchises. Yeah. Really, what um, AVP Rec Room is, it's it's what happens when studios don't care what gets produced. They just want to have something to throw at the box office and get money yeah. for. I like this thing I'm on the IMDB, and there's one of the message boards posts is, are there any scenes you can actually see in this film? <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> is there is? The Spirit of the Homeworld. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's the only, that's, that's the only other thing. We Which is pretty pro- cool. We see the Spirit of the Homeworld, but we don't do anything with it. With it, yeah. No. It's kind of pointless. Anyway, ratings. This is uh, this is the low point. This is I'm not even going to give this a look. Yep, this zero. is terrible. This is zero. Cool. Its biggest sin is that it's boring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a half because of basically the two things you mentioned. The yeah. Predator homeworld looks cool, and when you actually see pictures of the, the Predator Terminator or whatever it's called. Predator. Yeah, Predator. it actually does kind of look cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'll give it one and a half. Okay. You're a generous man, Billy. Why, why, like why being so generous? I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that it's like a lone wolf trying to take down everything. I, look, I yeah. love the Predators. Yep. I love the Predator franchise. I love the, the fact that there's just this one Predator kicking ass and taking... He's pretty much... It's pretty much Ripley. Yeah, okay. Ah, Predator Ripley. I like that. Predator Ripley. <laughs> Predator Ripley. <laughs> yeah. Ripley. I just, yeah, I just like... From an action point, I, I like it just because it's... it's it, it, it threw me back to like that... That, um, that arcade beat em up game. It's just this yeah. predator that's kicking butt and taking names, sort of. And using all these devices to like clear all evidence of there ever being aliens on the planet. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but it's, you couldn't really give it zero because I gave your highness zero. And it can't <laughs> be that bad. Uh, you're, you're, it's pretty you're, bad. Your benchmark for, for terrible films, your highness. <laughs> Have you seen your highness, Billy? No. Oh, don't. 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 <laughs> um, I, I'm going to give it uh, 0.5 as well, because it does have a couple of cool ideas yeah. that unfortunately just don't make it. Um, I do I do like the not, the Terminator nod at the end where the, the Predator technology is left behind, and so it's like, oh, well, now we're going to take this and reverse engineer it. That was, that was kind of cool for the few seconds, but, but by, basically by that point I was like 90 minutes of my life gone. So uh, 0.5, Luke's. Okay, so that brings us on to our final one, which is Prometheus. Now, we've already covered Prometheus. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we've already covered Prometheus on this podcast before, so we're not going to go into too much detail with it. Um, but since Billy is our guest and, and is, uh, we don't know his opinion, uh, we'll get that. Billy. Um, I like and don't like this film. Um, it's a mixed bag. I like some parts of it but I don't like the fact that some things were like specifically thrown in to link it to the other film franchises like I mean my parents watched it with me for the first time um and they enjoyed it up until the bit where you know it it linked it right at the end Mm. to the alien films yeah um so I do like it and I'm curious to see what would happen if they do a sequel to this Mm -hmm. but um, I don't like the the heavy handedness of the and also they were trying to make it as a prequel like set back in the day make the technology not as flash bangy yeah and make it I don't know uh, make it less yeah the ship the ship looks more impressive than the Nostromo does yeah yes yeah it's a, it's a bit like the Enterprise thing where that the, the uh, Archer's Enterprise looks more futuristic than Kirk's Enterprise <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still it is a great film. I don't think it should have gotten as bagged as a lot of people say it should. Um, um, but it's good. It uh, it does have some faults. 
Cool. Um, well, just yeah, just very briefly, like, like I said, we've covered it before. Um, I do think it's a bad film. I think it, I think it you fails. You crashed it. I think, Absolutely I think it fails it. in every in every aspect. You went on a nerd rage. You did go on a nerd rage. What? But what's what's worse about it is what the the, the actually the worst thing about it is that it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't mean it because I just didn't understand it. I understood all of it, but it doesn't even follow its own logic, and then tries to pretend that it does and makes tries to make us feel stupid for not being able to follow it. Yeah. And it just, it really frustrates me. It's just, the film itself actually doesn't annoy me as much as Ridley Scott and Damon Lindelof's interviews at the after it, you know, trying to explain it. It's like when people, when people like myself said, this film is a piece of crap, and then they got on their high horses and said, no, no, you just don't get it. It's like, bullshit, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's moving, moving on, because it just makes me angry every time I think it's about it. It's a slow boil, that movie, because <laughs> he wasn't that angry after you initially saw it. It's just it slowly boiled under the skin. Anyway, whatever. Um, we've already given our ratings. Billy, rating? Three and a half. Awesome. What was, every, what was everyone else's rating? Oh, I can't remember now. It's probably... um, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was actually a little bit more along your lines, Billy. In that I thought there were some actually some very good elements to the film, and I certainly didn't yeah. get on my swearing high horse. I wouldn't say it's a, a brilliant film or anything, but there were certainly a lot of elements to it that I really liked. Yeah, I mean, there were some bad things. I mean, like, who runs straight? Like, uh, yeah, but that's but the, the, I mean picking on thing. picking on Prometheus for that is ridiculous. I mean, it happens in every film. I know. Yeah, it's it's dramatic I, filmmaking. I can't tell you the ratings. Um, Michael Fassbender's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah David, David was awesome. That I, I agree with that. Uh, Crystal has the ratings. Yeah, Luke gave it two. I gave it two. Richard gave it three and a half. David gave it two and a half. But he probably wants to revise that. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it two and a no, half. No, no, <laughs> let, let, let me explain. Right? There's so there's so many good things about this film. Right? I mean, there's, I yeah. mean, there's, there's I mean, like yeah, like Billy said, Michael Fassbender's performance is yep. spot on. Yep. Um, the special effects are amazing. Um, the engineers look awesome. Yeah. Certain elements of the story are fine. But then don't insult me at the end of it. Anyway, it's, that's that's the thing. So I mean, I mean, there's just there's too many bad things to, to counteract the good. Things. Ease down, Dave. Ease down. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, so back to my running sheet. <laughs> I've lost track. He ran off the running sheet. <laughs> yeah, careered off it into a pylon, <laughs> so, I think. So, like I like I was saying at the start, I mean, the alien the alien franchise has. Is, is infected popular culture to, to such a degree that it's... No, I see what you did there. Oh, thank you. Um, that it's it's everywhere. I mean, there's, there's hardly anything that hasn't been touched by it. Um, it's far too many to mention. So I'll just throw out some of my favourite ones. Uh, the company Wayland yutani is referenced in Firefly, Angel and V <laughs> in various aspects, which is pretty cool. Mel Brooks Spaceballs recreates the, the John Hurt sequence mm-hmm. but with yeah, John Hurt with John Hurt <laughs> who, who says uh, you know not again but then the alien comes out and does the Michigan, Michigan the Michigan frog yes. <laughs> so, hello my baby hello oh, my honey which is brilliant <laughs> hilarious stuff um, uh, Toy Story has an arcade game called Whack an Alien which has an, <laughs> an astronaut be- a bent over backwards with, with the aliens popping up you got here which is hilarious um, and the Xenomorph itself has been parodied in everything from Family Guy to The Simpsons to Animaniacs, believe it or not. Yes. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, think you'd, I think you'd appreciate that, Luke. And like I mentioned before, the, the screwdriver scene in the MIT crowd. Yep, exactly. Have you got anything, anyone you can think of, Bill, that you like? Um, just uh, various comics, video games and so forth. Yeah. I well, mean, there was one, um, there was a sequel to Alien Resurrection. Aliens vs. Predator vs. Terminator. Yep. We mentioned that um, before, yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it's got like um, Ripley in it as well as Winona Ryder's character in it, and then I think humans are trying to create like a super soldier, which is like part alien, part Terminator or something. Uh huh. It was alright. It was a bit. Yeah, I thought it was alright. All over the place. Yeah. It's yeah. surprising that they haven't made that into a film. I mean, just just keep going, <laughs> keep adding franchise after franchise, make it one giant super franchise. So I'm glad you mentioned the comics, Billy, because that that's obviously the biggest audience outside of the films that, uh, that have been reached is comic readers. Um, there's yeah. the actual alien comics from Dark Horse are actually kind of well, are actually kind of respected. Um, they did, yeah, they've lasted really, for a while. A lot of them are very, very good. Yeah, a lot of them are um, actually really, really good. Um, especially uh, Earth War, which I, I'm yeah, a big fan of. Um, yeah. 
and they helped put um, they helped put Dark Horse on the map, well yeah. and truly on the map. Um, their licensing of uh, Alien and then Terminator mm. and then Predator, yeah, um, actually really kept them going and sort totally. of elevated them from a very small company uh, producing things like concrete. Exactly. Into something that you know, then then of course led to them getting the um, Star Wars franchise. Yeah. So um, and they've really they've really specialised in that. Plus, they produced a better version of Alien vs Predator than the movies did. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of alien stories. Uh, the wackiest alien comic stories would have to be the crossovers, uh, like so: Aliens vs Green Lantern, yeah. um, Alien vs Batman, Alien vs Superman, uh, a depowered Superman, Alien vs Judge Dredd, which is actually pretty cool. Actually, not a bad one at all. And the key, the key to that has to be in Wildcats Aliens, where Warren Ellis actually used the Xenomorphs to destroy the original Stormwatch team, which has now since been written out of continuity. But at that point, yes. it was continuity um, in order to then bring on authority. Um, a, a lot of a lot of people I've said I've, I've read have said that uh, it was that was a bit cheap doing it that way. But um, it's not a very good story. I yeah, think. It's, okay. I agree. Um, but that actually brings us to our giveaway. We've got a we've got a fancy giveaway prize. The prize is uh, the Alien Anthology Blu-ray box set. How exciting is that? Shiny. It's very shiny. And uh, Billy, it, it, since you're actually only a, you're a guest of the show, you can you can still enter if you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> to win to win this, uh, all you need to do is tell us who would you like to see go up against the Xenomorphs. Now, it doesn't have to be serious. It could be anything. It could be the Animaniacs. I don't care. But uh, just who would you like to see the Xenomorphs go up against? Cinemorphs versus the NCP crew. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, we would all die in very quickly. We're all going to die. <laughs> um, Aliens Batman wasn't actually too bad. It was a, they get like alien versions of uh, Batman's rogues gallery. One of them is Killer Croc. And he just looks awesome. Looks, that's how it should have been. Anyway, back to the competition. Yeah, so all you have to do, yeah, just tell us who you'd like to see you up against the Xenomorphs uh, for your chance to win the Alien Anthology Blu-ray box set. Uh, entries close midnight August 31 so and uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time that's right so we'll tell you at the end of the episode how to get in contact with us and send us your entries coming up next coming soon coming soon is where we talk about uh, movies that are coming to Australian cinemas in the next couple of weeks on August 22nd we get Your Next which Billy's already seen yes it's amazing go watch it <laughs> Kick ass two. No. No. Yay. No. It should be, no. Called, it should be called Hit Girl. <laughs> it, what, they, what should happen in the first five minutes? Hit Girl should kill Kick Ass. Oh, come on. Um, completely remove um, any trace of Kick Ass from the story, and then it should be about Hit Girl, and then it might be watchable. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it hasn't reviewed very well, but I like I like Kick Ass, so I'm happy to see Kick Ass too. Didn't um, Jim Carrey? He's he's starring in it, and he's like. Um, didn't want to pr- promote it at all. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it's, it's, due to due to um, a slap in the face. School, yeah, there was a school massacre. Yeah, and he basically said after the school massacre, he doesn't feel comfortable anymore um, with the level of violence in the film, especially Which violence in acting. So out unbelievably by hypocritical. There were school massacres before he signed up for the film. There were school massacres when he signed up for the film. The first and after one he had that eleven-year-old girl killing people, chopping their arms off. Yeah, he well, knew he what he was getting, getting into. into. Exactly. Anyway. My respect for Jim Carrey plummeted down to Prometheus levels. Oh, he was married to Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> uh, we also get The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. So you get another teenage novel ad- adaptation. Could like, go either no, way. No interest either way. But, I mean, you know, can't be any worse than Twilight. Yeah. Yes, it could. Yeah, well, I guess technically it could. <laughs> but, <laughs> It'd be very, very difficult, though. <laughs> it would have to be, be AVPR level <laughs> to be worse than Twilight. Uh, we also get oh, we've got a huge bunch of stuff movies coming out August twenty second. We also get what Maisie knew, which I've, Maisie now, know? which I've now suddenly forgotten what it is. It's an adaptation of a novel you have to watch about to a out. girl and her parents are divorcing. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, and we also get Upstream Color, which Billy's also seen. Yes, I have. Tell us That's a bit about that. Sounds awesome. Uh, Upstream Color. Okay, it's like all of the films from this. Um, the guy who does it. Because he also did Primer. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's it's way too hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but look, visually, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, the I walked out of it, and you know uh, how a film, you just walk out of, as soon as it finishes, you just have to sit there for five minutes. <laughs> and just, yeah, it's like that. 
Um, the score for it is amazing. I had to actually go, like, if I had to, I downloaded the score. Um, I couldn't find anywhere to buy it, but yeah, if I could, I'd buy it. Um, you can you can actually upstream color. You can purchase. I think a, is it a DRM version? Yeah. Yeah, you can purchase a DRM version now and download it, and it's yeah, it's really really good. Awesome. Yeah. Recommendation. Guess we'll go see. Yes. For for Luke's. Four Luke's. Ah, there you go. What would you give Primer? Primer, um, three and a half Luke's. Fair enough. You're next. Four Luke's. Oh, cool. Right. Uh, then the following week on August 29, we also get uh, Ashton Ashton Kushta as Steve Jobs in Jobs. Uh, yeah, should we call right. Jobs in Jobs? Because that's what it looks like. <laughs> no. every, every time I see the bus go past with the the um, poster for that film, it creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's too creepy. It is creepy. It is creepy. We uh, also just... get Red 2. That I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Red. It wasn't the greatest film ever made, but uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, it's, it, like, it, it's, it's got a crap storyline, but, I mean, it's just fun to watch. I'd like to see it again when I'm not fevered and ill. <laughs> it might be better to watch it when you're fevered and ill again. <laughs> That's a good it's point. Quite uh, we also get Getaway, which I know nothing about. I guess it's a car chase film. Getaway. <laughs> Always based on the Australian TV show Getaway, <laughs> which would be a disaster if that's the case. You know anything about that one, Billy? Nothing at all. No, screw it. Doesn't really look that interesting. No. That's a poor week. So that's it for coming soon. So don't forget you can contact us by email at feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com or you can post on our Facebook wall at www.facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast or you can tweet us at at nerdculturecast or you can leave a comment on any post on our website at www.nerdculturepodcast.com and don't forget you can also rate and review us on the iTunes Billy, Death Rocket Podcast where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Aqualec, A-Q-U-A-L-E-C, or on Facebook, Death Rocket Podcast, or Twitter, De- Death Rocket Pod. Beautiful. Thank you very much for joining us, Billy. No, it's been my pleasure. Thank it's, you for having me. No, it's been our pleasure. It's been a, an absolute blast. Consider, consider the door open for another another appearance. Aww. Yeah, well done, Billy. Yeah, well done, Billy. <laughs> In fact, if you want, you can replace Dave. <laughs> That's a bit mean. Oh, a bit that's harsh. Mean. So, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait till he's like you know off mic to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget, you can win the Alien Anthology Blu-ray box set. Just tell us uh, who you want the Xenomorphs to go up against, and you can contact us on all Dave, those things that we just said. They can go up against Dave. Yeah, there's an idea. What? What's with this? Aliens versus Davis. Don't look at me. I don't know. You're is... looking at me when you say that, and I've said nothing. I know, Luke's innocent. How do you know, word, how do you right know that it. you won't suddenly step up Ripley style? And, yeah, how do you and, know it's anti? You know, he names. might think you're going to win. Yeah, well, I, I would win. <laughs> Kick all their asses. <laughs> Alright, I'll just I'll just think of Prometheus while I'm doing it and it'll it'll rage me. <laughs> it'll, it'll not only destroy the Xenomorph, it'll destroy everything in his path. <laughs> Alright man, thanks again for joining us. Absolute pleasure and uh please do so again and take care. You too. Awesome man, thanks to our listeners and the crew. Richard. Bambi, I'm telling you, Alien versus Bambi. Luke. I'm thinking Casper myself, Casper the friendly ghost. Or you know, Casper uh, um Casper Hausen, you know. <laughs> Casper Hausen. Either way, he, either way you got one versus a ghost and another versus a guy who's actually quite smart yet quite dumb at the same time. What about that actor? Is it Casper Van Dien or something? <laughs> well, you can have Casper Van Dien as well. Get Starship Troopers because he was in that. So get that, that. Oh, that's who it was. Uh, and Crystal. We're all gonna die. <laughs> and special guest Billy. Ooh. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.